This is Straight Ahead with the 606 Club of London and David Lewis. to 
and welcome to this week's 606 Club Straight Ahead show with me, David Lewis. The track we just heard was from 2018, an album called The Arrow of Time for Menagerie, and we just listened to a track called Evolution. Welcome along. Got some great music as ever for you this week, and our special guest is going to be Sarah Moore. More of that later on, but let's carry on now with an artist that you'll be able to see at the club this weekend on Sunday. We've got Emma Hatton here singing These Foolish Things. An airline ticket to romantic places And still my heart has wings These foolish things remind me of you A tinkling piano in the next apartment Stumbling words that told you what my heart meant Fairgrounds painted swings These foolish things remind me of you
that make my heart a dancer A telephone that rings but who's to answer They're taking on the standard These Foolish Things, lifted from her 33 and a 30 peer of a few years ago. And Emma, as I mentioned, is with us this coming Sunday from 8 o'clock, live streaming at the club and uh, performing a tribute to Eva Cassidy. And I'll give you details of how you can log on and watch that stream and all of the other streams in a little while's time. But now we're going over to a very accomplished pianist, Peter Johnston. Well, he's best known as a pianist, but here he's put together a band called Prime, which features himself, this time on the organ. It's an organ trio with uh, Kevin McKenzie, who you're going to hear featured on this next track on guitar, and Doug Hoff on the drums. It's a really, really great album. Perfect late night listening. And I really like this next track we've got lined up, which is called Bounce.
Prime, and you can find that album and other works by Kevin McKenzie over on Bandcamp. And uh, Kevin was really heavily involved with the album we just listened to. Not only did he mix, master it and feature on it, but he also designed the cover art as well. Busy, busy man. Kevin McKenzie there, along with the band Prime. Last week, we started to play tracks from the new album from uh, trumpeter Jackson Method. Uh, the album's called Travels in Confined Spaces. It was recorded during lockdown last year. And although, obviously, the uh, live performance industry was hit very hard through the course of the lockdown, it gave Jackson the time to fully explore not only himself, but the kind of musician and the music that he wants to make in the future. Here's another track we've got lined up from that album now, and we're going to listen to Cretins. Thank you. 
I'm sure we'll be hearing more from that great album from Jackson over the next couple of weeks here on Straight Ahead. So I mentioned that our guest this week is Sarah Moore. She's got an album, Stormy Emotions, from which we've been playing tracks over the past few weeks. It's uh, been released, well, tomorrow on the 19th of March. It's a staggered release. Uh, that's the physical release date. And then the digital release is going to be in May. And we're going to be speaking to both Sarah and her husband, Simon Wallace, about the album and press release time and what they've been getting up to during the course of lockdown as well. Somebody that disappeared off my radar for a few years was Claire Foster, the vocalist. Well, she's back and with a great new album, a self-released album that you can get once again over on Bandcamp. The album's called Kambuka, very much uh, referencing the, her love of the jazz scene in general, but particularly the Latin American jazz scene and with some wonderful arrangements on the album. Let's listen to No Moon at All. track taken from the great new album from vocalist Claire Foster, Kambuka is the name of the album, as I mentioned, available over on Bandcamp and just looking through the personnel on the album, it features a couple of our favourites at the club. Neil Anguilli's on there, along with David Giovannini as well. And we just heard featured on the bass clarinet, Mick Foster. Time now, we meet our guest this week. I mentioned she's got a brand new album that is released as of tomorrow, Stormy Emotions. We have been playing tracks on it on the show for the past few weeks. It's a lovely set. And let's get going on the uh, feature with the interview with a track from the album, Fool's Gold. If you want to know what's happening at The Six, check out the website at 606club.co.uk. That 
gold It's easy to mistake it for the real thing A light can shine so bright and make your heart sing Can then be seen no more Light fool's gold Tonight the stars are shining on us both But at times like this I've learned to keep my mouth shut Cause I've been fooled before Been so long in the wilderness I argue with my mule Cause he's another fool with big dreams We started out so often that we feel old We've crossed that burning desert for some real gold And now it shines so bright Have we really found a treasure? Are we rich beyond all measure? Does it mean We're finally doing something right Don't let it be fools go tonight He was silly, he was salty He was crazy, he was wise There were two holes in the carpet Where he burned it with his eyes With his eyes With his eyes With his holy madman's eyes He got restless in the autumn And he drifted to the south There were marks upon my With his mouth, with his mouth, with his holy poet's mouth. Does it mean we're finally 
And I'm joined on the show this week by two guests, husband and wife, Sarah Maul and Simon Wallace. Hello, both. Hello. So talking to you really now about the release of your fifth studio album, which we've been playing tracks from on the show over the past couple of weeks. And I'm assuming the album was basically recorded, at least, during lockdown, was it? Well, we just managed to get the rhythm tracks finished uh, just in February, wasn't it? So so we recorded the vocals with with the rhythm section live in February and then Lockdown came and we finished it off. In the lull, we had um, Mark exactly. Lockhart over. Yep. And Nigel and. Nigel Price. Yeah. Price, Price, yep. It's a great lineup on the album, isn't it? I mean, just reading yeah. through, I mean, you've got, often you're doubling up, you've had two bass players, you've got Neville Malcolm on there and Mick Hutton on the bass. I saw that you had Nigel on there, and to get Nigel on the album is, well, speaks for itself, doesn't it? You also had Charlie Kaywood on there. So, I mean, as you say, and on the sax is Mark Lockhart as well. So it's a great lineup. Are these a pool of people that you often record albums with, or is it particularly for this project? We've worked with Paul and Nick, Nick Hutton for over 20 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've recorded five albums. Yeah. This, this is our fifth album. And then the last few years, we've been working one more with Neville and, uh, and Rod. Uh, so if, if Paul and Mick are away, we'll work with one or other so we work with Paul and Neville we work with Rod and Mick so it, it's a pool of musicians that, that, that we've known for a long yeah. time and, and you've known Mark Lockhart a long time haven't you I, I first recorded with Mark for an ankle soul station we did an album back in oh, uh, uh, early 90s uh, any hint towards Hank Mobley there was I heard it once in Press on Monge Right. <laughs> so you had all the, the the sessions recorded down which obviously as it turned out was an absolute blessing because you could work then on the sessions remotely and and mixing and mastering and so on was the easier part of the deal wasn't it well i ended up mixing it myself oh really challenge so um, you're an audio oh. man as well then are you well, I am now, so I spent a long time looking at videos and uh, reading handbooks. Well, he decided to update his gear, so he's a bit of a learning curve. But we've done, this is the third album we've done in our studio here now, which is really nice. Because you're in London, and, aren't you? Really so the studio's, and the studio's at home for yeah. you, yeah? So when you said yeah, that, Nigel, so o, Nigel actually physically came at some point to your studio and recorded his parts there? Yeah, and he was on the last album too, so it's, it's really nice to have him back on this one. And the move to Thirty Three Records, how did that come around? Well, we like Paul Jolly again. We've known Paul for years. <laughs> he's got a great name in in the business, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's 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 an in, in, institution. institution. Well, we just wanted to. I mean, we did put the third and fourth album. No, yeah, third and fourth albums we put out on our own label, and I just. Well, we just decided we didn't want to do that this time. We'd rather go go with Paul. Mm-hmm. And it takes some kind of pressure off the distribution because he, you know, organised all that. And he's he's a great person and part of the jazz establishment here. 
So it was really nice. His name always keeps coming up when I speak to artists. So many people have worked with Paul and have always got great things to say about him. So this album was a collaboration between the two of you, lyrics and music. Is that how it works? Or Well, the, the lyrics are by Fran Lundsman, who yep. was my writing partner for many years. Mm -hmm. A very and, famed uh, name, of course, yeah. <laughs> Sung by Sarah. So it's passed away ooh, 10 years ago this, this year now. So we've, we're just working through the, the pile of songs we wrote about 300 songs together. Wow. So we just went through the back catalogue and, and put this collection together. Yeah, we look, we, we were on holiday in Spain, actually, when we first started working on it, probably the year before. And um, yeah, we, we ran down about 30 songs. So mm -hmm. strange kind of day, really. But it was very hot, so it was nice to be inside. And, um, and we just picked, you know, about 15 that we liked. And, and we felt hung together and then whittled it down to 12. Songs that just seem to have themes in common, actually. You know, it's, it's all to do with time and love, really, isn't it, the album? That's the, yeah, the theme it behind it, which, again, yeah. was a very good timing of, of an album of that essence right now, isn't it? Yeah, I, I just wanted to make something that was sort of optimistic and up in feel overall. And it, I'm really glad we did that because we didn't know what was around the corner. And so once you put the tracks together, is that when you then started to decide to look for musicians and decide how you're going to flesh out the project? Well, we, we work with Paul and Mick all the time, so, yeah. so it was just a matter of, of getting together and, and rehearsing and then recording. And so, rehearsing, again, you managed to get that in, presumably just before the dreaded lockdown. We did, and we, we had a gig as well. Um, middle of March was our... No, actually, I had the gig after that. That was the last gig as a band. So, mm -hmm. you know, we, I can't remember really clearly, but I expect we ran some of them down on that gig anyway. And talking of gigs, when when were your respective last gigs? Can you remember? 2nd of October. Well, like that, off the top of your hat. Yeah. yeah. And the 30th of September. Yeah, there was only been the two since March. <laughs> 30th <laughs> of September, I think, was uh, that was at 6.06, which was just fantastic to have a live audience, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> Would have been one of the last times as well, wouldn't it? Because obviously now we're, we're restricted to live streaming. I know things are going to gradually begin to change now. And with the announcements that have been made, are you finding that things are beginning to change? Are your promoters, club promoters getting in touch with you a little bit more now? Are they beginning to make the calls? Yeah, we've been talking to um, someone in Ireland about doing a tour over there. And mm -hmm. that's such a, you know, really appealing idea because I've never toured in Ireland. So I certainly worked in Ireland. I worked in Ireland. Yeah. yeah. So I think people are beginning to, to be honest, I've been so busy with the album and and with the press for the album that mm. I haven't, you know, I'm only now thinking well, I must start contacting people. But we've, we've, we've got a gig in East Grimston. Oh, yeah. that's bit, yeah. That, We're doing Jenny Green's um, East Grimston Jazz Club gig, mm -hmm. which is, now been moved four times and is currently <laughs> currently um, permanently at I think it's the third of June. So we're really looking forward to that. And we've got the one with Andy Penai yeah. in July. Yeah, and end of July yeah. we're doing a. I think we need a bass player, don't we? Must be um, <laughs> there you go. The, the word's out now. <laughs> bass yeah. player required for a gig. Yeah. It, it, do you think it'd be hard actually physically getting back on stage again? Because I've spoken to a lot of artists and they've had to kind of adapt to the idea of live streaming or just recording, but the idea of physically getting back up on stage again, will it be, I know it's where you feel most at home. I, I think it's all right. The, 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 
<laughs> I know Steve will hear this, but when we did the gig at the six, no one had been really playing for about six months. So to have that filmed and beamed out was a total baptism of fire. I think the only person who'd really been playing much was Neville. Right, um, yeah. And, you know, your chops go if, you, if you're not, you know. Well, this is it. You're not match fit, are you? <laughs> and it, also your vocal stamina really does go after six months. So um, many singers have said that to me. Yeah, when you get to the end of a gig, when you've had an enforced layoff like this, no matter how much you practice at home, it's not the same. It isn't the same, actually. But we've three weeks ago, we started doing a live stream, and that's been fantastic for me because as soon as you start using your voice regularly and you know practicing, uh, the musculature mm-hmm. does kind of bounce back. So I feel who care about it now. And it's, it's a strange thing about live stream. It's, it's more like doing a gig than I thought it would be. Yeah. There's... There's something about going live that, that that well, there's an adrenaline. You know, suddenly it's not yeah. a practice, it's not a blow room, yeah. it's not rehearsals. It is live. People are watching. So it's all like intense... live, live radio, obviously, it is live. It's like radio, isn't it? And, and and there's always a difference between doing live radio and doing radio pre-recorded. Yeah, absolutely. Live. Even if it's recorded as live, there's a little voice at the back of your head that goes oh. Wrong, they can always go again. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And I always, like yourselves, no, no, no. I always prefer live radio wherever possible. I, I love that. It's, it's the buzz because you know, you know, you could make a mistake on the next word that you say. So it's that buzz that gives you the adrenaline, isn't it? Yeah. Which is back obviously. In, back in the day, we used to do uh, Ned Sharon's Loose End on Saturday morning, when it was on in the morning. And they went from going live to, to going pre recorded. At some point, and it just lost the edge. It was really strange. I remember going in there and doing it when it was being pre-recorded, and there was no question that 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 you could redo something because no, studio, but there was still that little voice saying, "Well, if it goes wrong, it doesn't matter." Having said that, love to do loose ends should they be <laughs> gigs of any kind. Yes, absolutely. But uh, this is another thing that I've been speaking to artists about: getting used to having a camera in your face because it's not been something by and large i'm sure it's happened on occasions has been tv and whatever but a more generic setup but when these clubs now having to live stream it's very much the focus is very much on you isn't it and i didn't know if that was uh, at all off-putting for you having not done it for so many years and been a performer and a singer and gigging in the formal way for that length of time suddenly having a camera in your face is it off-putting well it's i just you, you just got to get used to it i think and know where you're looking and but you know we've got that all the time now with because uh, we made loads of videos. In fact, some of us incredibly busy during lockdown making videos for other people and for us. And I think you know after a while it just becomes normal. So I, I don't find it off-putting anymore. And also, I mean, I've, I've spent four hours teaching online today already. You know, you you, you get used to that idea of, of, of I, I teach composition, right? Yeah, degree course and and. and it was it was fairly painless going online. It was it was surprising. We all thought it was going to be a disaster, and it's actually been been great. You know, the the, the students turn up every week. Well, well, yeah. I mean, again, it's become part of our vocabulary now, isn't it? This whole online presence. We're all used to it in one way or another. And and the reason these interviews started was I thought, well, <laughs> I've started. I knew you guys won't be busy back. This is last March. I thought I'll be able to get in touch with some of these guys. Yeah. They're not gigging in the evenings. They're going to be at home. So that's how <laughs> it kind of started. But of course, now, you know, we're doing this via Zoom and, and the video call, video conferencing. And the way you've had to record remotely, and I dare say, since lockdown, you've probably done sessions remotely, haven't you? A few, yeah. Yeah, yeah. bits and pieces. But, well, I, I do a regular thing with, with Christine Bogle up in uh, Glasgow. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, 
I've known Christine for years, and, and we, we do gigs once every six months or once almost every, every eight months. But we've played more in the past year than we ever have before. <laughs> you see, when you embrace the technology, it can really work for you, can't it? Yeah. 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 But I'm surprised how, how, how much I'm enjoying doing live streams. Oh, that's great to hear. Yeah, you know, we, when we were doing the album, it was actually just too much, you know, because you're so focused on that. And as soon as that was finished, I thought, well, I know there are people on my mailing list who I know are quite lonely, mm-hmm. you know, and, and might be a bit elderly. And I thought, well, I really want to be in touch with them. And But in fact, now we're finding people in Japan and, you know, they're coming back week after week. And it's a, it is a community. And that's a really nice. It's really moving, actually. When you create that environment that people feel comfortable in, and that's the important thing of video, because it's a step into your life, in essence, with with the video streaming, isn't it? They can see you, see your house, see your home, see where you are. And so it's a very personal thing. And and you're right, people through this have felt sometimes lonely or isolated. So when they can step into somebody else's life for that period of time, and it's the same with radio, that the voice has been a very important thing to people over this, because it can be a voice that comes into somebody's house head home that you know they might not have spoken to somebody that day so it's it's very important and i was interested a little bit earlier on sarah you mentioned about doing the press for the album how much work is actually involved in the press side of it making sure the album is you know us presenters are getting a good epk and we're getting what we need is that quite an onerous task well it's as much as you want to do that's all you know i i I had um nate rogers has been helping me with it and we've been doing it he's doing some and i was doing some you know Mm -hmm. different things but there's masses and Mm. and it's i'm just about to start with foreign radio stations because um you know if we're getting listeners in japan i should be trying to get to service absolutely yeah it's actually totally endless it's as little or as much as you want to do but I haven't done press directly for an album before. I've always used a press person, but I'm amazed at how amenable people are. And I suppose most musicians just don't have the money now Mm. to pay a press person. So perhaps it's become more normal. Cloud 
Finishing up the uh, first part of the interview there with Sarah was a track from the album Stormy Motions and we just listened to Close to Tears and more from Sarah very shortly. But it's new music time now and we're going over to saxophonist Matt Carmichael who was a BBC Young Jazz Musician of the Year finalist last year in 2020. Well, last week on the 12th of March he just released his first album Where Will the River Flow? And uh, he's a graduate from the Royal Conservatoire of Scotland and on the album it features musicians Fergus McCready on the piano. On the bass is Ali Watson. On drums, it's Tom Potter. And it's nine original compositions on the album that very much reflect Carmichael's strong engagement with the Scottish traditional music and also, this, interestingly, some Scandinavian influences too. The track we're about to listen to is called Conan Bridge.
Columbridge from Scottish saxophonist Matt Carmichael. Of course, last week our guest on the show was Clement Magier, and talking about his band Wildcard. Well, they have got a brand new single coming out on Wednesday, the 24th of March next week. The uh, single's going to be called Aleppo Express, and it's all about the story of a very close friend of Clement's who flew the raging war in Syria to travel illegally to London while only 19 years old. The lineup on the single is Clement, of course, on guitar. You've got Sophie Alloway on the drums. Andrew Noble is on the Hammond organ. And a very, very special guest is saxophonist, Blue Note recording artist, Marcus Strickland. And here is the brand new single from Wildcard Aleppo Express. Thank you. 
featuring on soprano sax, Blue Note recording artist Marcus Strickland, the brand new single from Clemenger's Wildcard, Aleppo Express. And I said I'd let you know how you can watch the live streams in the club this weekend. Of course, you've got Emma Hatton on Sunday, as I mentioned, and Mornington Lockett is with us on Saturday. More about that in a little while's time. But all you've got to do is go over to our website, 606club.co.uk, create yourself a free account, and each week you can just log on and for a very small fee, watch the great music uh, streamed to you live from the club in great HD and wonderful audio as well. An artist we've got with us at the club in April is the lovely Tina May. She's got a brand new album coming out that's full of great music just like this, 52nd Street. You're listening to me, David Lewis, and this is the 606 Club Straight Ahead Show. Listen online, on DAB and on smart speakers. Straight Ahead, with London's leading music venue, the 606 Club. Come with me where music's cool. You're gonna love the avenue I'm taking you to. Fifty Second Street was a favorite street of the jazz elite. Fifty Second Street, where you find every hero that you can meet. Yard, but and dizzy, maybe Thelonious Street. Preston Harkis, Papal and Clue You'd see me, Miles and Jamie, and Maisie and Duke You'd listen to Ghana and Tatum as well You'd see us, that's Navarro, clear as a bell Big city, at midnight, cats jamming Till daylight, a New York City kind of street The hottest spot in town Till John D. Rockefeller pulled it down Fifty Second Street, full of goatees and berries and fancy shades. Fifty Second Street, if they liked what you do with new headed made with a new kind of music, no one ever heard before. Like night in Tunisia and how has the mood they played on the changes, not in the tune. A new kind of playing, so fast and so clean. New kind of music, you know what I mean? Big city, round midnight, cats jamming. Till daylight, a New York City kind of street, the hottest spot in town. Till John D. Rockefeller pulled it down. Bye-bye. 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 B
That was Tina May and a track from her brand new album, 52nd Street. Right, let's get back to our guest for this week, Sarah Maul. And uh, of course, we're featuring her album, Stormy Emotions. It's released tomorrow, so you'll be able to get yourselves a copy then. And uh, the track we're going to listen to now is called A Magician's Confession. This is a conjurer's confession. Every word I utter is true. Though I perform astounding feats of magic, there are one or two things even I can't do. I can pull a rabbit from a hat. I can make a lion disappear. I know several ways to skin a cat, but I can't bring back the snows of yesteryear. I can turn a rose from red to blue, change a mug of water into beer. I can make a Snows of yesteryear 
But I can't take us back to the circus When we were a pair of innocent hicks I can saw a pretty girl in half Make a diamond earring from a tear Maybe I can even make you mentioned this about the availability of the the influx of music rather that i'm seeing in this first two or three months of this year suddenly i'm getting so much good quality jazz sent to me which is absolutely a throwback to what happened last year everyone was locked down they once they got out of the sort of the the, the desperation of the early gigs being cancelled people got back to being creative and they realized they had the time to be creative and i think now i'm seeing the fruits of all of your hard work that there's some wonderful albums coming through you know, it's great to see so much great jazz is around. Uh, I mean, we're, we're incredibly lucky to be at this point in our life where, you know, we've got a studio in the house, we've got a nice piano. I'm married to a singer, she's married to a piano player. <laughs> we, which again, is, is, is means that we, we can live stream, you know, with Quite a, easily. Yeah. And in good quality, a, of course, as well. Yeah, with, with a, a nice piano properly mic'd up and, 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 you know. It took a long time to get the sound. It took, took Sai about three weeks. 
because <laughs> it's, it's complicated. It's complicated. Oh, yes. Yes. Going in, out that, in that. But we did have a total train crash last week as a, we, we found the, the good webcam, but it interfered with the sound. I got a page of messages saying, we can't hear you. So, <laughs> well, having built a radio studio, I can tell you I understand all about the woes of good audio. Yes, it can be a right nightmare. And we're all only as strong as our broadband connection. <laughs> That's the other thing. You can be merrily live streaming. And if that connection isn't solid and good, uh, no, I've had pains with BT, trust me. <laughs> yeah, we're luckily right by the modem. So at least we hope that won't go out on us. But yeah. So it's you said you're. I was going to say, all things considered, we can't wait to get back to doing it live, which yeah, is what we've got really, really looking to forward to. We've had a jab, so you feel, you know, not so worried about being out there. Yeah, so. and you're ready to go. So last year, presumably, was the same car crash for all you, as for you as for all the other artists. You had a full diary. I would have taken it. Summer planned, gigs, festivals planned, and it was just cancel, cancel, cancel. Yeah. Well, yeah. they all went moving back, but quite a few disappeared and haven't re-emerged yet. You know, some of the clubs. Mm. You kind of send them gentle emails, but you don't even get a reply. And those are gigs that were in the book. Mm. And I think uh, some of them are having difficulty, you know, getting back. Well, I saw yeah. one of the clubs, and I think the Hideaway, they, they've closed their doors, haven't they? Yeah, that's really yeah. sad. But they, they are going to re reopen. Oh, Looking yeah. to relocate, I think. And then I know yeah. some of the Pizza yeah. Express clubs as well are, are closed. Some of the Pizza Jazz clubs have closed. I think Folkestone, mm -hmm. I think. So well, I mean, the one in London is still safe, but it's, you know, the way Steve has managed to keep going through this, it, it, he's a tenacious man because it's not been easy. It's really yeah. not been easy. And okay, he he really got on online with, with streaming very, very quickly. And I think realised it was the only way to bring live music into the homes. And it's been brilliant. I mean, I, I sit and watch that so many weekends. It's a great, and it looks and sounds so good now. It does look really fabulous, actually. Yeah, so... Yeah, absolutely, yeah, because he's got them positioned well now. The sound and the audio is good. And yeah. obviously that's what's selling the music, isn't it, at the end of the day? So looking ahead through the course of this year, you said there may be something in Ireland. Is your gut feeling now between the two of you that things might be uh, to some degree returning to how they were? Do you think live music will begin to happen again? Or is that asking an impossible question at this early juncture? I hope so. I mean, I, I, I think I, it will this summer. Yeah, it, I hope so. Who, who knows? I, what I think will happen is that I, I think this um, online side of things isn't going to go away. Mm. I think I think it's going to be quite interesting because you know there's there's an awful lot of advantages to live streaming. Absolutely, you can build an audience with it. Yeah, and I'm, globally. Yeah, and but, but but even locally, I'm sure the people who come to the live stream would would will will come to gigs. Mm. So. I think there's going to be a, a, a dual thing going on. I tend uh, to agree with you. I think this will be a thing now that the, I'd be very surprised if the clubs stop it when the doors are open again. I'm sure there'll still be yeah. cameras running, but with a full club. So that people yeah. can't get to the club on a weekend or a weekday night, particularly say, you know, they can actually just sit at home, watch some good music yeah. and still stay involved. And, and of course it promotes the club outside the town in which it's in. Absolutely that, yeah. Anything but good for the... It's an incredible leveller, actually, live streaming, because yeah, most streams I stumble across, you know, rather than I'm looking for. And mm. and you can stumble across anything, mm. you know, so it's, it's, it's really open. It's, maybe it's the Wild West, I don't know. <laughs> it's pretty open, and I hope it does stay, because there's no way I'd have got in touch with people in Japan. And, and they can actually communicate with you, you know, they write comments, and that's... It's a special thing. I it think, really that. is, yeah. And when you see that global 
community coming together. It's a, it is a very cherished feeling knowing that you're creating something. that, And of course, the strength and the weakness, I know to my cost, with social media is the immediate feedback. You know, somebody can say they like or dislike there and then. It's not the, the old days where it'd be a letter to the BBC that we didn't like something that's played two weeks ago. You know, you you know if you've dropped one very quickly, don't you? But yeah. no, we haven't yet. Perhaps that I have. Happen. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> so I, again, a big fan of Nick Dawson's streams. Oh yeah, and Nick's a, a piano player who I, I, I don't think I've I don't think I've ever met. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's he's someone that we we work with the same people, so I've always known about him. And he's a beautiful player, and he's got a beautiful piano in his studio in the garden. And he's been doing weekly live, live streams of him sitting there playing the piano and singing a bit. And it's just fantastic to be able to to eavesdrop on, on um, you know, other pianos. Other piano. Absolutely. Yeah. Chick Rear was, was doing it. Absolutely. Last, yeah. Last year. And it was amazing. I mean, it was. He was taking you into the practice room, wasn't he, as well, which was another great yeah. angle that yeah. he went. Yeah. yeah. He was just practicing. He was streaming for, for about two hours, three hours a day. And, uh, uh, I used to log on to it, and and I'd, I'd get while he was practicing, I'd get the, the music that he was playing. Yeah, like. he played a bit of classical and he'd play some of his own things, and uh, and he genuinely be practicing, talking about it a little bit, but just and to, to be able to watch Chick career taking it at work. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it, it was inspirational. You know. And so we were talking about promotion of the album. What you like on social media? I know we've come across one another on social media. We're regularly on Twitter and on Instagram. We come across one another. Yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty active now. I, I you know, I, for a long time I just kind of resisted, but I've actually jumped right in. And I'm I'm on Twitter a lot, and I find I like words, so it suits me better than perhaps Instagram might. Mm. I went to Instagram to get away from musicians. To be honest, I wanted to post pictures of flowers and you know, stuff, and then, but you end up kind of all finding each other again. Um, I've, I've accepted it. It's not going to go away for the moment. So, you know, make the most. I think it's a great, uh, the amount of artists I've come across I didn't know were promoting an album. And then, you you know, I can reach out like we did. And you come across people, you see they've got an album coming out or an album is just out. It's a, I, I was very late to Instagram, but I found it a real benefit actually in finding artists. And again, as so many are live on Instagram. You can see quickly if somebody's doing a live set. It is such a great community, just a way of staying in touch with people. So, yeah, I think we all got to embrace the fact that social media and promoting your work, your gigs, your albums, it's an important part now isn't it yeah it's yeah it won't it won't go away and uh, you can invite me to your practice room (laughs) yeah there you go might get me on piano you wouldn't like that (laughs) (laughs) so you've mentioned we've mentioned about the social media let's let people know where they can find you it's always good to try and direct them to your socials oh well so on instagram you're i'm sarah mall singer which is with an e mall isn't it Um, M-O-U-L-E. Yeah. Sarah Sarah Moore Singer. On Twitter, I'm at Sarah Moore One. Yep. Somebody got there first then. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought I'm having the one anyway. Yeah. I've got on the one. And um, at Facebook, I'm Sarah.Moore One. So there you go. That's where people can find you and see what you're up to. And of course, last year, you uh, recorded an album with a friend of ours, Esther Bennett. A tribute to Duncan, wasn't it, that you did? Well, we recorded it with with Duncan. Yeah. Yeah. We'd actually recorded them. We've recorded four songs with Duncan. It was a year before he came over to the studio. We've been saying we must do this together for years. So again, we recorded at your studio? Yeah. 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 
Duncan, the Duncans, senior and junior came over and it was just a really gorgeous day. Mm. In you know, we captured Dunk playing because we videoed it at the same time. And I mean, I didn't intend to put them out. We just were going to make videos. And but, you know, he'd written a song, especially for me. He'd, mm. he'd written three, actually. And so, yeah, stark reality. So we recorded them and decided to put yeah. them out with Esther. Oh, we had a second session book within the week that he passed away. Yeah, so it was, mm. we, didn't we, happen. In fact, we, we saw him at the 606, and I think it was the night before he died. That's it? right, yeah, that's right. He yeah. was there the night before he passed away, yeah. yeah and, we, and, and we went down and we said, well, but we didn't, we didn't sort of talk because he was coming around a few days later. Mm. So, but we said bye. We did say goodbye. I was nice. never lucky enough to shake the man's hand, but everyone that I know has met him said he was just the most gorgeous gentleman. He, he was. was, but if he didn't like what you were doing, like you might yeah. say, what about, what about an ending like this? What about this? You say, uh, no. That's <laughs> <laughs> exactly how he wanted you to sing it, and you were to take no liberties. Um, I remember he was lovely. many years, I mean, we, we'd known Duncan for years, and he was my 50th birthday party, wasn't it? Uh, he was the last person to leave. Well, he also arrived at about <laughs> sometime in the about, morning. About 4.30 in the morning. Uh, proper hours, <laughs> proper time of day and night. It's wonderful, yeah. wonderful. We're so glad that we, we're really glad we videoed it, actually, because it, you know, you can, and hear it. Yeah, you've nice. got that legacy and songs that he wrote for you as well. I mean, it's pretty yeah. special epitaph, there's, there's isn't it? Another, there's another couple in, in the can still. Yeah. See what we do with them. So returning to the album, Stormy Emotions, it's kind of got a staggered release, hasn't it? As a digital release and as a physical release. Yeah. That, that was the Paul Jolly and, and the distributor suggested that, that we brought forward by six weeks yeah. the uh, physical release date. So that kind of threw the cat among the pigeons for me because all of a sudden the press was actually really There was a lot to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know what makes any difference anymore, you know. But, but ha people hearing you on the radio is fantastic, you know, because they get to hear the stuff and if they want it, they know where they can buy it. And I say there's I mean, great, great jazz like being made at the moment. So, you know, that's yeah. the great thing. There's a great strength of jazz and it's lovely to be able to play your, you know, I've been playing it for the last month or so, I think. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, it's, so it's a lovely album. It's a lovely album. Thank you. But I'm really grateful for the plays because then you kind of gradually get under people's skin. Yes. Yeah, but good music deserves to be heard, right? That's, you know, that's what radio's here for. My job's simple. You do the hard bit. You create the music. I just press play. So, and we're eternally grateful for it. So, hopefully, if things go to plan, I might get to see you both down at the six later this year. Who knows? So, we know what one another look like now, so there's no hiding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's one of the great clubs and we've got to cherish it, really. Really is. I mean, let's hope it gets yeah. back to the seven days a week, twice on a Sunday, if, if you've still yeah. got the energy to do it. <laughs> but uh, let's hope things get back to some sort of normality. So Simon and Sarah, thank you so much for coming on and talking about the album. It's been a real treat having you on. We'll be playing tracks from the album through the course of the show, of course, and continue yeah. to support it. And any new work that you uh, have coming out, do make sure we get to hear on the show. I'd love to play it for you. We will. Thank you. Sarah, Simon, thank you so very much indeed. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. After the fall, no use in crying. After the fall, leave the bed. Love was lying 
we finished off the interview there with was another track from the album Storm Emotions After the Fall and the album very much explores the themes of time and love and the songs on the album were a collection of songs written by her husband pianist Simon Wallace of course from whom we heard along with the late great lyricist Fran Landsman wonderful album available tomorrow do make sure to go and check it out and get yourselves a copy so I mentioned that streaming with us at the club on Saturday this week is Mornington Lockett He's got a special guest with him as well, Henry Lowther's with him. So I thought we'd uh, listen to a great version that uh, Mornington recorded a few years ago with us. This is his version of Pint of Bitter. Straight Ahead with David Lewis.
Lockett, and you can see him in action this coming Saturday, live streaming from the club. All gets going from 8 o'clock. You just need to go to 606club.co.uk and you can watch him perform along with Henry Lowther. So pianist, keyboardist and composer, now living in Edinburgh, Scotland, is Steve Hamilton. And last year he released an album. We're going to play the title track from that album, Between the Lines. Thank you. 
Between the Lines from Steve Hamilton. More new music now, this time from the Bruno Dambra Trio. Uh, features on drums, Emiliano Caracelli, I've been lucky enough to see gig a number of times, and Jason Rays, and uh, originally from Naples and Italy. Bruno's been over in the UK gigging for the last 20 years, so he's virtually a native Londoner now. He's just released a brand new album called Vesuviana, and from that we're going to listen to Mandola's Kiss.
a little earlier on on this week's Straight Ahead, we heard Fergus McCready playing on Matt Carmichael's brand new album, Will. Time now we play a track from Fergus's album that we've been featuring over the last couple of weeks. The album's called Ken, and it's a lovely track I've got lifted from the album this week, Tide.
Tide from Fergus McCready. And as you know, I'll be sitting down with Fergus in the next uh, couple of weeks to record an interview, and you'll be hearing that early on in April. Many thanks indeed for your company over the last couple of hours. Hope you enjoyed the music. And uh, we'll be back together at the same time next week for more great music, along with the 606 Club of Chelsea. Time now for just one more track on this week's show, though, and it is that of Lucian Johnson, who's a New Zealand saxophonist with a very, very distinctive sound. The album comprises of vibes, harp, bass and drums, with a little bit of percussion thrown in for good measure as well. It's available as of the 1st of April, and the track we've got looked out to play from the album Wax Wayne is this. Forest Rendezvous. I'll see you next week.